Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a beacon of artistic hopefulness for the whole of the island. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we're getting crafty with a wonderful local textile artist. Hearing about an exciting and long overdue project for Ramsey, catching up with Manx Bard Michael Manning as he heads towards the halfway point in his tenure. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in planning, hoping to create would really like to put in that spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary textiles just email me spotlight at manxradio.com howard kane at manxradio.com if you prefer now we don't have a lot of textile artists on this program so let's try and redress that balance somewhat helen winter is just that an island-based textile artist who brims with enthusiasm and a love for her chosen medium through her classes workshops and commissions She's been getting an ever-larger following online and in real life, and that's likely to increase further in the next couple of weeks as Helen and her island-based business is featured in the iconic Women's Weekly magazine. Helen and her trusty sidekick, Alden the Lockton Sheep, dropped into the Spotlight studio for a chat, and she told me she's had a lifelong love of working with materials since her earliest years, playing with her mum's button box and then learning to knit with her aunt at a very early age. My best subject at school was art. I flew in art, not necessarily other t- other subjects, but it was I had an affinity with art. So um, the 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 obvious um, solution for me was to go on to um, art college, and I studied um, art foundation, and it really developed there that it became obvious that textiles was the thing that really um, sung to me. So I went and went on to um, Polytechnic uh, at in Nottingham and studied um, knitwear design to start with. However, um, I think that first year really it became obvious that I wasn't a fashion designer as such. I was more into the um, the actual construction and how things were made and whatnot. So I transferred to a textile technology course, which, um, yeah, I just flew with that. So it was more, I've just got an incredibly curious mind. So it was just fascinating to, um, in that course, you were introduced to how fabrics were made. So it was, we did weaving, we did um, uh, using knitting machines and even warp knitting machines, which is knitting machines that knit things like lace for Mm -hmm. uh, underwear and that sort of thing Um, and it just moved on from there Um, having left um, having qualified at that or getting my degree in that um, unfortunately at that time there weren't necessarily the jobs around so I I started working in um, John Lewis and haberdashery department so you, you were aiming at a career using textiles, definitely I was, that was something you really wanted to I go I was, for, yeah. but unfortunately, uh, this was like early 80s, and it just happened I, by chance that, unfortunately, when I came out of um, university, there weren't anything particularly that I could go into. Maybe it was a bit that the partner that I was at the time was down south, and I was in Nottingham, and it was like, oh, I'm going to want 
want to live down south and there weren't particularly any jobs at the time. And is it more difficult because you're saying obviously as soon as you think textiles I think most people probably do think fashion and yes, you're saying yes. fashion wasn't going to be your bag as it were does, yeah. it, does it make it more of a niche market then to get into if you're into textiles but not wanting to go down the fashion route? Well actually it was interesting because several years later um, I did actually begin working for a company called Equip which was a company that um, they specialised in outdoor equipment and also producing their own um, outdoor clothing and uh, they actually um, hired a, or th there was a, a guy there that actually developed the fabrics for his outdoor clothing and he actually said that um, he do, he went down the textile technology route, and he actually went into the um, the actual construction of the fabrics. So um, he specialised in that, and it was just <laughs> part of me was like, oh, yeah, that would have been a, a, an amazing um, avenue to go down for me. Um, but I think that there was also the um, in my mind it was that. I still had the artistic bent in my mind. I still wanted to have the being able to um, sort of go down, sort of express my own creativity. Um, so I didn't, I think that to have gone down the um, construction route um, alone would have, I don't know, maybe it would have, it would have helped. Hmm. Um, but as it happened, that there wasn't anything like that at the time. Um, so I was able to um, express my artistic side just in my own free time. And uh, through my career, I've, I've sort of, my, my career has sort of gone off on a tangent more away from the arts. And at my own free time was where I was able to uh, nurture my creativity. And I found that it was vital for my well-being, really, that I... Um, was able to do that um, and luckily these days how my how my uh, life has unfolded I've been able to um, bring that to the work that I currently do really with the and pass that on to other people um, just the how amazing craft and creativity is for well-being so bring us up to date then because now here you are on the Isle of Man been working here for some time Helen Winter Textile Arts this is we've got a couple of examples here in front of us I wish we uh, had the cameras on this as well because we've got far and away the best locked in sheep I've ever seen crafted into <laughs> fantastic the face and the arrogance and superiority is captured beautifully in the eyes and the face with him the, and you say he goes everywhere with you Alden Alden that's his name yes yeah. he is he is <laughs> absolute yeah Best by a country mile I've seen of a locked-in sheep. And then a lovely mountain hare, complete with scarf next door. So these sort of creatures, this is the sort of thing you're working with now, making these wonderful creations and also what teaching other people how to make them. Absolutely. So um, I was working for a data centre um, as a facilities manager. So as you can see, that was completely far removed from um, art artistic side. And in fact, I made Alden uh, whilst I was still working um, in the corporate world. And that came about because in 2017, the island hosted um, the seventh Northern Atlantic Sheep Breed Conference. It's a bit of a mouthful um, where um, all of the um, Northern Hemisphere countries came to the island. And the uh, the theme of the conference was the Lockton, our Lockton, native Lockton sheep. And I was asked if I could um, host workshops um, because part of uh, my history is that I have taught um, as well. So I hosted a workshop along with others um, for the delegates that came. And I also, uh, I, I 
designed and made Alden for that exhibition, along with another uh, couple of pieces. So he came about, but then um, 2019, I was made redundant from my corporate job. And the lady that um, my company at that time um, introduced me to, to help me decide what or how I was going to progress um, after the redundancy, she suggested, she saw all of everything that I did and she said, well, why don't I actually um, start my own business? And of course, it's a bit sort of um, rabbit in headlights. It's like, well, crikey, I've got bills yeah, to pay. Daunting. And um, it is incred- it was incredibly daunting. However, I thought, well, okay, let's, let's try it. So I, w- I did the, um, the DFE microbusiness course, um, which was invaluable. Um, and so it re- that was really the start of my journey. And in fact, Aldin is now my, um, the, the feature of my business. So he now features on um, some homewares that I've got on my website. And he was actually the inspiration. I now do craft kits um, for people to make, which are needle felting. Um, I've, I've niched down to needle felting, which I can explain about what that is in a moment. But um, it, he is the inspiration for that first um, first workshops that I did and the first craft kit that I did. And in fact, he now comes everywhere with me uh, to craft fairs or in fact, he even came to France. I taught out in France at the Lorient International Festival last year and he came along to that. And he just everywhere he goes because of his quirky look, his his sort of superiority, he um, just gets rave reviews and people just I just love him. And as I've, I've had to decline numerous offers, offers to buy him <laughs> so is he going to feature because this is the exciting part as well uh, which is why we've linked up in that your work is going to be featured in woman's weekly it is indeed yes um i'm uh, super excited about that i mean i i am a, an amazing champion for the isle of man i just think that we are such an amazingly beautiful island and we've got so many amazing resources that um i was able to um uh, be included within a feature that's coming out at the beginning of March and be able to um, highlight our island and also talk a little bit about Alden within that um, feature. So, yes, he is going to be seen in Women's Weekly. Terrific. Fame, yeah. fame at last, as yes, they say. Yes, absolutely. Quite so like. the business now, is it mostly, so how does it break up? I mean, you were saying you do sort of, I think, workshops, you do some teaching, you've got the kits going on. Do you sort of take commissions as well? I do or? indeed. Mm. And in fact, um, how it has transpired is that I've now um, progressed from, I do do the 3D sculptures, but now what I now do is um, pet portrait commissions. So I will needle felt, I call it painting with wool. So I use um, colours, wool different, of different colours and blend them together and then create um, some pet portraits, which um, I've got uh, here as well. But I can actually include the animal's fur within the, the portrait to make them um, extra special. So um, it's just a really... The, the reactions that I get from the owners when I've made them a piece of art and the fact that I've been able to include their beloved fur babies fur within the picture is is just it's it's so special and i feel very very honored um that i'm able to to bring some um joy to to the people that have asked me to trust them mm. trust me to make their 
uh, portrait. Great stuff. Look out for that article if you're a fan of Helen's or a lover of textile art. It's in, I think, the next issue of Woman's Weekly. Putting the island on the materials map. And you can find Helen online, helenwintertextileart.co.uk or social media, Helen Winter Textile Art on Facebook and Instagram. And no, sadly, I wasn't allowed to take Alden home. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, we heard about the Cloydrin Northern Community Theatre's production of the pantomime Robin Hood last week. Oh, yes, we did, etc. And we spoke to the founder and director, Heather Ruffino. But the indefatigable Heather also had some other exciting news to impart. Now, while you were here, you mentioned uh, Ramsey Courthouse as well. And this is something which is uh, very exciting because this is now... At long last, people might say, because it's been sitting there for some time. But I know there's been a lot of work that you've been involved in behind the scenes for several months now. And um, it is now going to be what I think a lot of people think it needs to be, a community hub. It is indeed. Uh, at long last, officially, I can announce today, we are Ramsey Community Hub and we are going to run it as the Ramsey Community Centre for everybody, for the Ramsey and the North for the town. We've been trying to get this off for so long. It's taken quite a while to get to, get it off the ground. Um, we are known as we are Ramsey Community Hub, which is made up of a committee that will be running it as the community centre, and we are from representatives to make the committee. Uh, we are with uh, myself with Cloydron Northern Theatre, um, the Farmers Market. Um, the Ramsey branches of the British Legion and the Royal Naval Association and the uh, Billy Redmond Trust and um, the Artisan Artisan Market. Mm -hmm. I can't say that word. Artisan um, Market as well. And we've teamed up to make this uh, committee to run it. And our plans are this will be hired out for... Numerous things, events, parties, clubs, all sorts. Uh, we have some regular bookings already with dancers and Pilates and everything. And we are going to op- uh, run it as a uh, in- tourist information office as well. And we plan to do other other events uh, we have on the, on the cards ourselves to, to run it as a proper centre. So we are having our launch open day for everybody to come and see us, find the in, uh, find all the info about us and what we have planned. So it's on uh, Saturday, 25th of February, mm-hmm. uh, open doors at 10 o'clock through the day. So please come and see us, meet and greet, and we'll give you all the information you want to find out what it is to, to book it. It has so much potential, the courthouse, and to be a heart of Ramsey for a community centre. It has two lovely large main rooms for hire, and we have side rooms. So there's lots that will happen. So finally, Ramsey, you have your community centre. Oh, terrific, and it's so exciting to hear that. And I know you've been working on it for, for months, what, six months, eight months, a year? Oh, I don't know. Yes, it seems trying like to get a, it going. a we've, long time. Yeah, we've had to register as a charity, Ramsey Community Hub, um obviously we'll be plowing what we we make the money that comes through mm-hmm. will be going to be plowed back into the charity and just to run the place and keep the expenses um so to, just to keep it going for the town 
And I was going to ask you exactly that. So it is it's going to be run by a registered uh, charity. Yes, then. we are we are registered as a charity, and it's Ramsey Community Hub. And is that then leasing the building from the commissioners? We are or, leasing yeah. the building from the commissioners now. Yes, that's how it's gone. So, and it's so exciting to actually hear this up and running uh, at long last. Now, you mentioned some of the other groups. So it, it is an idea to basically get all and sundry involved, whether it's arts, whether it's, yes, as you say, sorts. markets, whatever. Yeah, all sorts of things, clubs, um, classes, workshops, parties, everything that, you know, and we are, uh, Cloyder and ourselves, we will be putting on plays there and there'll be concerts and things like that planned for the future. So there's a lot, a lot of potential for it. And it's terrific so, to see because I suppose it's, if you look sort of over in the West, maybe it's, it's a similar sort of the Centenary Centre there started out in the same way. Yeah, yeah, Peel Centenary. And they, they, they're so lucky now. They've got a wonderful support um, and it's all great for, for them. And uh, Port Erin has the art centre as well. And of course, Dear Double's got everything, of course. But yeah. um, Ramsey has always been a bit unlucky on getting things off the ground. And it's just great to be able to try now and boost it and do something special for it and give it a heart absolutely so, and that's exactly what it needs isn't it it's bang in the center it's exactly it's the wonderful. right wonderful. Sort of it's bang in the center of town and it's a building that's just got it's got character it's Lots had a character. load of history i mean it's been everything it's been uh, way back in its history it was um an actual community building and it used to be known as the royal theater at one stage for play it used to be put on there as well it's been the courthouse as it was, I can, and it's been a police station, it's been a post office. Well, now <laughs> we it's the community can... centre for Ramsey. <laughs> Terrific. Sounds uh, a wonderful idea. And just give us that date again. So it's it's up and running there now. You can go and sort of take a look. But the official launch and a chance to come and see the people, see you presumably, see yes, the people behind it, exactly. have a chat, we'll come there. up with ideas or things yeah. you might want to do there. That's uh, so the 25th. The 25th of February is Saturday. Uh, doors open at 10 o'clock. Come along and see us and find out all about your community centre to be. What a great idea. A long time in the making and something you'd have thought was blindingly obvious. But it takes a woman of Heather's skill, enthusiasm and tenacity to make it happen. Get up there, check out this centre and whatever you do, make sure you use it. Its potential is immense for the north of the island and you only have to look at the Peel Centenary Centre or the wonderful Erin Arts Centre to see what can be achieved. Some poetry and our monthly catch-up with Manx bard Michael Manning who is now pretty settled into his role. Well, it's it's a bit surprising when you suddenly find yourself. Oh, I'm I'm almost halfway through my tenure, sort of thing. And you think, oh my goodness, where did all that time go? go. Yeah. So um, it it does go very very fast. I f- I feel I've settled in a little bit into into a bit of a rhythm. I think it's always the way with these roles that you know if I had lots more time and energy, there are so many more things you would like to do. But it's um it's been lovely to still be invited to places to uh, to compose poems for certain occasions and to get out and about in the community so it's been um yeah it's been really lovely and how does it work generally do people just do you get a phone call or do you get an email or, or a text message saying oh hi hi michael uh, so and so so and so here any chance you could pop up at our do and come up with a poem yeah basically and it's it's uh, a lot of it's word of mouth and if you've been at a, at an event where there are many people sometimes people will come up to you afterwards and say oh i like that poem would you consider doing something for our do that we've got on later on in the year that kind of thing so um it's always any sort of commissions uh 
a great privilege you know it's always a huge privilege to be asked to write anything but there's always a sense of sort of terrified responsibility as well <laughs> when people have trusted you to come up with something for their event or their charity or their service or whatever it might be and uh, and so uh, so it's kind of a, a mix of emotions involved in that but it's a great spur to creativity. It means I'm writing about things that I, I wouldn't often be, be writing about. And so that's been that's been really good. I've, um, do people always expect you to have the old bardic robes and the, and the stuff? Oh, or? yeah. Well, I say to people, you know, do you want me in my full sort of regalia? So uh, and certainly if you're doing public things, it's, mm. it's all part of the part of the performance and part of the part of the sort role. Of theater. To do, yeah, that's it? right. Yeah. That's right. So so that's so that's so that's really good. It's. Um, one of the things that I've really wanted to do as as part of my tenure is is sort of look at the intersection between politics and poetry. So mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of that in in terms of some of the poems I've written over the past couple of months as well, which um, has been interesting. So uh, so yeah, it's been it's been varied. And and do you ever get a, a call where you, someone says, oh, you know, from we're from the Lifeboat Institution or we're from wherever, and you think, oh, Lordy, you know, uh, trying to find some inspiration that's sort of in keeping with where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, people say, oh, how do you, you know, kind of write on demand kind mm. of thing? And it, and it isn't quite like that. But there is a, there is a certain, you know, people are giving you a theme or giving you an image or giving you a charity. This is what we're focusing on at the moment. Can you write something about this? And that all helps, really. So it's just, you know, you find a phrase or an image and, and you begin to build a poem from there. So I don't deadlines are always kind of scary and commissions are always got, a, like I said, a, a, an element of terror involved in them. But at the same time, they are a great discipline as well. And so um, and so I've enjoyed writing the poems that I've been been asked to, to write, even if I sometimes think, oh, my goodness, what am I going to say about that? <laughs> and I think last time you said you've been doing some workshops at the prison. Yeah. So been been up to the prison a couple of times um, through the autumn, which um, which was which was lovely. And um, and, you know, great spending time with with some of the guys in there just having fun with words and uh and did they enjoy it because i suppose a lot of people might not think it, it, it's a, a natural bed for for poetry they were they were remarkably enthusiastic and uh, and really engaged and really enjoyed just um just getting some words down there mm. we we read some poems together and then we we did a few exercises of writing poems as well and they all did really well in terms of engaging with that and everything and it's and i think part of my um part of the bardic role is to kind of share poetry Mm. as widely as possible on the island and i think that's a great example that whoever you are whatever context you're in poetry can be great fun it can be very powerful um, it's a great way of expressing yourself, what you're thinking about, what you're facing at the moment, whoever you are and whatever circumstances you find yourself in. And lovely. Have you got one for us today? I do indeed. This is um, written about a subject very close to my heart. And um, it was this is one of the ones I've, I've got a monthly column in the paper. So this was in the paper recently. It's called Building Great Communities. There are no homeless people here. No beggars block the shopping way. Believe us, please, and do not fear. Bright adverts spread a desperate cheer while doors are closed and walls are grey. There are no homeless people here. We wouldn't let our children, dear, surf on sofas, drift astray. Believe us, please, and do not fear. We have no shelter, nothing near. Once we admit, we'll have to pay. There are no homeless people here. The boarding houses, damp and drear, enriching landlords seem to say, 
Believe us, please, and do not fear. Ignore the voices, loud and clear, that clamour for a better day. There are no homeless people here. Believe us, please, and do not fear. Michael has a wonderful eye and ear for highlighting some of the island's hidden difficulties and overlooked people in a thoughtful and, of course, poetic way. I look forward to the next one. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst pruning your red currants? See you next week when we'll be looking forward to the search for the next Manx Youth Bard. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. <laughs>